Welcome to episode 30 of the Tough Draw Talks podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hughes. Appreciate you being along for the ride. Today, we are coming to you from the NRG Center at Rodeo Houston, and we are lucky to be in the Lane Frost brand booth for today's episode of the podcast. Stetson and the Lane Frost brand has done so much for our podcast this year in 2023 as our presenting sponsor, and we can't thank them enough. Today, we have a repeat customer on our hands and a Lane Frost brand athlete, three-time NFR qualifier, Josh Frost. Josh, how's it going, man? Good to have you back. <laughs> Doing good. Glad to be back visiting with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I guess at this point, it's kind of become an old hat for you to sit down with me and talk, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, if I go to a big rodeo and Stetson's got a booth there, I'm probably going to sit down with Brad. The uh, So, you know, typically we do these icebreaker questions and all that, and you know, I've, I've asked you probably 10 of them total already. So if y'all want to go back to Josh's previous episodes, there's great content on there. But let's do something a little different this time. And let's do a shameless plug for your, your lovely better half, uh, who is quite the entrepreneur, isn't she? Uh, yeah, she is. Uh, my <laughs> wife, uh, her name's Erica Frost. Um, she's actually been a first grade teacher the last two years. Uh, had a co- Her big side business she does is she makes jackets. And so uh, they're really cool, very authentic. Uh, her Instagram's Frost Style, and so check that out. It's their, you know, their custom jackets, whatever you want. A lot of girls will order them for their, you know, she does a lot of wed- wedding jackets for bridal pictures and stuff. She does last names, and uh, that's cool. Uh, a lot of her customers will get, you know, if your husband competes in bull riding or calf roping, they'll get pictures of them on the back, and it's a very authentic one-of-a-kind jacket and Heck yeah. you know everyone's personalized and different and you get it it comes out as a pretty cool product so check that's, her out that's cool how she start doing that and what do you do for her as far as like helping the business <laughs> uh you know she uh she'd st- when she was in college she was doing a lot of media and graphic design stuff when she as her as her job in college and then I can't remember exactly how she ended up getting the, it's called a cricket and it, that's the machine that she does it on, but she'd started making some t-shirts and then she'd, Heck yeah. um, the first year I made the final, she got the idea to make her a jacket with a picture <laughs> of me riding a bull on the back of it with frost across the top. And that's awesome. She made that first jacket then had girls message her and pretty quick it turned into a pretty good little side hustle for Heck her. Yeah. And, uh, so it's been, been cool to see all the jackets she's made and for, you know, she's made some for some pretty cool people and it's been, been a lot of fun. That's awesome, dude. Y'all have got quite the family of entrepreneurs because you, you, Joe, Joe does dog training, right? And you do rosin, correct? Correct. So tell me a little bit about your rosin. We've never talked about that. Uh, the rosin, it's been it, it, kind of a crazy deal. You know, every bull rider in the world's probably made rosin at one point in their life. And <laughs> one of my good friends, Roscoe Jarbo, had some really good rosin he'd made. And he'd let me try it. I'm like, man, this stuff's really sticky. How'd you make it? And he tells me, and so I went home and I made it, and pretty quick I was I was making it probably better than he'd made it to the point that he was asking me to make it for him, <laughs> and then pretty quick I had people like, man, this stuff's really good, you should start selling it, and I got hurt in 2020 and was sitting at home, and so I really spent some time perfecting the recipe and getting figuring out how to measure everything exactly and get, yeah. getting the right mix, and uh, it said it's blown up since then. I remember in 2020 i'd ordered a 55 pound bag of rosin and i remember thinking holy cow this is going to last me the rest of my life <laughs> and now it's to the point that i'll go through eight nine hundred pounds of rosin a year holy moly to, to melt it down and sell it and that's so awesome it's uh re- really blown up and it's called frost rosin you can uh link on my instagram page or just check out frostrosin.net and 
if you're a bull rider or your kids are bull riders, it's, I mean, I think it's the most consistent bull riding rosin on the market right now. Does Stetson sell it too? Yep. Yeah. Stetson sells it. You can get it at lanefrost.com and, uh, him being my sponsor he supports me with that and you know the the names kind of work well together and so it's uh, <laughs> absolutely worth a check out i, I it's, it's what i use and probably 99 of the top 100 bull riders in the world out here in the prca i'll use frost rosin too so yeah so so you know we just talked about you being kind of a regular on the podcast and i have a feeling this year at the nfr it's gonna happen again too because first time you were on the podcast you went on to ride like eight in a row or seven in a row or whatever and then we we made sure and got it done early last year and you ended up second in the average um and second in the world uh talk a little bit about the year's success there what that was like and uh just some of the highlights and the things you remember the most about about that experience at the nfr <laughs> i was uh had a great finals you know uh me and Stetson right were kind of the top two front runners going in. He had a pretty good lead on me, and uh, it was it was a heck of a. I mean, you call it a bull riding match. I where we were sitting second and first. You know, the top five guys in the world they go fifth to first. Fifth goes first, and they work their way down. So every night I'd ride before Stetson, and he'd ride after me. And I mean, I rode probably as good as I'd ever rode before. <laughs> and he's the type of guy that really thrives off the competition so i'd come out and knock one out and he'd come out and knock one out and i think going into the ninth round we were both eight or seven for eight and it said it was it was it was a heck of a bull riding and uh i ended up bucking off in the ninth round he got his bull road and kind of cinched up the average in the world for him but you know it was uh you want to talk about two that i mean that's the biggest thing i remember from it was just the the competition and the fact to go toe-to-toe with one of the greatest bull riders in the world that's that's what you dream about and kudos for him for coming out the world champion i i threw everything i had at him and he came out on top (laughs) and excited to get back there next this year and do it all over again heck yeah man that i i mean and i can attest that was so fun to watch just y'all going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth what what did that do mentally for you be knowing you're in front of him every time like how does that work it i guess it's almost easier easier in some aspects and harder because i didn't know what he was going to do so i just knew you know i just was planning on him making the whistle because that's all you can do but (laughs) at the end of the day with bull riding it's not really you know i talk about competing against Stetson but at the end of the day it's me against the bull and you know that other stuff can help motivate you and thrive you and get you excited but uh my job was to make the whistle and you know I'm out there trying to be the best bull rider in the world and that means making the whistle every time I nod my head and uh there's no no better place to prove your ability than out there at the NFR so heck yeah man heck yeah so I mean so that that finish that competition that back and forth really kind of springboarded you into 2023 because you ended up winning Fort Worth. It uh, did. Talk a little bit about that. What was that like uh, starting the season off that way? Uh, it's, you know, started off pretty good. I've been prioritizing the big winter rodeos a little more this year. I've always uh, always been a guy that's entered a bunch of rodeos, probably got on more bulls than anybody out there. And this winter I've been kind of balanced and I've been going to a few more PBRs, but focusing more on the winter rodeos and so this this year the only rodeos i'd entered was denver fort worth san antone houston and i went to two others that were kind of close but whereas normally this time of year i'd been to probably 20 to 30 rodeos already and i've only got five on the list but uh my plans paid off we came out the champion at fort worth you know i rode a really good bull in the short round there for 90 won a little over twenty-two thousand out of there rode five out of six at san antone won about fifteen thousand there and um 
just been been making them count of these big winter rodeos and been going to the PBRs when they fit in and it's been been off to a great start this year. That's awesome, dude. And so that's cool. Like you and I have talked a little bit about entering and different things like that, but what goes into that mindset for you of like how did you like thinking about your career and and different things like that how did you make that call of like this is what i'm gonna do and kind of because i mean in a lot of ways i mean correct me if i'm wrong but if you're pushing your chips in like that you're forgoing the other rodeos right like (laughs) you're purposefully saying i'm not gonna go to those yeah that that's exactly right and uh you know in the past my theory's been enter everything win everything but i was finding that uh you know i was riding a large percentage of my bulls but there were instances where i you know, I was maybe staying on last year, you know, it really showed there was instance where I'd stayed on more bulls than Stetson, partially because I was entering more than him. Yeah. But he was winning more money than me because he was making those big rodeos count. Yeah. And we, anybody that followed it last year seen what Sage Kimsey did. He went to 11 rodeos in the winter and won being there right at 100,000. And so I kind of reanalyzed a little bit and I'm getting to the point in my career that when I'm healthy, rested, show up mentally prepared, you know, my riding percentage is dang there 95%. Yeah. And so I really took took the leap of faith in my ability and myself and said, hey, if I slow down a little bit and prioritize these prioritize these big winter rodeos and make my rides count, I'm not going to have to go to as many of the littler rodeos yeah. because would you rather ride five bulls for 25,000 or five bulls for 10,000? Yeah. And I was seeing that, you know, I was, you know, I rode 70% most of the year last year, but some of those 30% that I bucked off of were in the big moments of, you know, the short round bulls where I was stressed trying to get there. You know, last year for Fort Worth, I was flight got canceled in Rapid City and struggled to make it in time. And I did end up making it, but that added pressure and just lack of sleep, you know, I wasn't at, yeah, wasn't at a hundred percent in the short round and those short rounds where the bulls are the best and you need to be your best. And I've went at it a little different this year and, I've been San Antonio and Houston or San Antonio and Fort Worth. I capitalized on my short round bulls and uh, it paid off. That's interesting, man. No, I, I mean, and kudos to you betting on yourself and that kind of paying off. You talked a little bit about how this year you're also going to some PBRs. I know you're doing the velocity tour. Um, I know Jake actually won one, didn't he, at the Cowtown yes, or whatever? Yes, he did. Yeah, so talk to me a little bit about uh, about that and just you going to the PBRs and kind of what your plan is there you want to try to do the same thing you did last year what's your goal yeah uh goals to make the pbr finals um after we get the after houston here we get these kind of the end of the big winter rodeos and uh i'd probably go to a few of the utbs if they fit into the schedule they're just kind of a commitment once you decide you go over there they they don't really let you turn out if you got you know if you make the short round somewhere you're supposed to be at the utb and so absolutely I've been filling in the velocities, which is the tour below the UTB, filling them in where they fit. They all they all have twenty thousand added per event, pay really well, and so instead of going to the you know the three thousand, four thousand dollar added rodeos on my days off, I've been hitting the velocities on the weekends and heck yeah, uh, been going well there. We're sitting, I think I'm sitting second in the velocity standings right now, just a couple points out of first. But they they take the top three guys in the velocity standings to the PBR finals, and so. That's the main, you know, the goal is to win the Velocity Tour, but we're right there in striking distance and uh, got me set up to where they, you know, I get called every two weeks to go to the UTBs and Mm -hmm. I've been turning them down right now, but we get through Houston. I would like to go over there and hit a few of those before the PBR finals. Heck yeah. Get some of those major points for the PBR. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, you know, one thing that I'm curious about, uh, we talked to Jate and, you know, this year, 
He's a rookie this year. Uh, had a great visit with him on the podcast. And um, what what is that like, being Jake's big brother and kind of seeing him enter and stuff? I know y'all don't – you know, I know with him being a rookie, there's some events that he doesn't get into that you do and different things. But, you know, maybe more during the summer run when y'all are a little more busy, like – What's that? What's that like seeing your little brother get in get in on the tour, especially after what happened to him and everything? Oh, it's it's really cool. A lot of fun. Um, it was like I said, he had a cra- crazy deal happen to him with the car wreck, and he was having you know on his permit that year. Shoot, I think he won right at forty thousand, and so it was dang sure hard for him to sit out a whole year. You know, especially for probably six months of the year, he felt good enough to ride bulls, but. They yeah. wanted him to give give it a full year on the face, let all those bones get healed up all the way, and um, it's been been pretty exciting to see he's see his rookie year taking off, and he's been been chipping away at him. It's been said it's hard where where he didn't go the year before he had no qualifications, and so he's been having to go to the rodeos that nobody wants to go to, the yeah. the ones that are really far away, the ones that are hard to get to. But he's been showing up, making them count. I think he's probably thirty eighth or something in the world yeah. right now. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, he just Austin's the first big rodeo he finally got in, and so he's Heck yeah. excited about that. And just been uh, like I said, he's he's worked. I've seen how hard he's worked at it, and I know how good he rides. So I'm excited to yeah. excited to see what his future has holds. He, he said you and Joe were pretty tough on him. Is that true? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, looking back now, I I know why Jate's the way he is. He, he's a he, he's a little hotter tempered than me and Joe are, but. Uh, <laughs> It's. I think it helped him out in the long run. He's dang, dang sure tougher than me and Joe both. I would say that. That's cool, man. That's cool. Well, it was really awesome to be there at Guthrie, you know, re kind of bringing back Bull Nanza and stuff like that. And then, you know, that first night we get there, and you and Jade are the only two to ride. Like, well, how did how did that feel? <laughs> was that pretty cool for y'all? Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was awesome. You know, I I I was hassling him after he he was out like in the second section. I was in the fourth, and I yep. kind of poked him said enjoy sitting first right now because it's not going to last for long and, but it, it ended up being pretty like I said, hey, it, it crazy. lasted two sections <laughs> yeah it lasted two sections and uh but it was that you know that that was pretty cool Thir- 30 guys and cord brought in a pile of good bulls and there was there was a bunch of other talented riders there it's just sometimes that's the way the card lays and yep. uh me and jake both showed up and did our jobs and um they they had a heck of a bull ride in the second night ended up I think they ended up getting eight road totals, so paid all yep. the places. But yep. it was pretty fun being one and two in the sitting one and two for a few minutes. Yeah, enjoying that first night. Yeah, personally, I think watching it back, I think he could have been a couple more points. Still wouldn't have beat you, but <laughs> I think he could have been a couple more points. He was giving them, he was giving them everything he had. That was awesome. No, but you know, when you think about, you know, we've talked about Lane. Uh, Lane Frost pretty extensively as far as the history and the legend and the legacy and different things like that but you know just to be at an event like Bull Nanza and know the history behind that and the fact that you know it started with Lane and Ed Gaylord and then once Lane passed Tough got involved and it was it was um, you know it was the rodeo that was dedicated, or the bull riding that was dedicated to Freckles, and then it became dedicated to Lane and Freckles. And then for y'all to be there, you know, 30 plus years later, how did the, how was that? What were the emotions like for you when it came to that? Oh, it was it was amazing. Uh, you know, it was pretty cool. Court, Court McCoy was the stock contractor, and he kind of had a riders meeting before, and he talked about you know him as a kid coming and watching Bull Nanza when when Lane put it on, and then when Tough put it on, and how he dreamed of riding there, and 
you know, how cool it was for him when he got a ride there. And then he was talking about us carrying on the tradition and how there's probably going to, you know, hopefully in 20 years, there's well, there was some of those little kids there watching, you know, that are going to be entered in 20 years that are going to be there. Yeah, I got to watch Josh Frost and Jake Frost right here when I was 10 years old. Heck and yeah. now they're entered. And yep. so it was it was cool to continue the legacy of the of the bull ride. And, and I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. Absolutely, dude. You missed you missed my little son doing the mutton busting oh, on the shoot. second night. He made the whistle. He got off. Tucker helped him up and was like, you know, wave to the crowd. And he did not one car wheel, but he did a second one-handed cartwheel. Oh, that's impressive. <laughs> he was out there in the dirt. I was like, yep, okay. <laughs> He's happy he made the whistle. Yep. Maybe I need to implement that tonight. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. You drop that cartwheel, the one-handed. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's awesome, dude. What what do you have tonight? Do you know? I got a good bull. One of service called Skimwalker. Um, haven't ever been on him before. They, you know, he can anywhere from seventy eight to eighty six on stats, so he can make nice. sure have some good days. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. So she looks like a solid draw. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. And let's just in general kind of just kind of catch up and talk. What's plans for twenty twenty three look like for you? I know. So since you kind of shifted your schedule around for the winter. And kind of made some adjustments what does that look like for the rest of the year does it kind of go back to the norm or do you have kind of a different game plan this year uh going at it with a slightly different game plan you know we're prioritizing the big winter rodeos getting in on the pbrs where they fit in um hit, hit the pbr finals first two weeks in may and then from there i'm planning on uh slowing it down a little bit on the bull riding for a month um, I've always entered, you know, May and June's when I've really entered the timed events, try to get qualified for my Linderman Award. Yep. So I'm going to a lot of smaller rodeos. And because I was there, I'd been entering the bull riding. But at the smaller rodeos, a lot of the times the bulls aren't as good. And I've been wearing myself out a little bit competing in all three events. And so yeah. this year I'm going to try to prioritize the time, just take a period and prioritize the timed events and give my body a little bit of a break. Because with me, I have slowed down this winter a little bit. That being said, I've still been getting on. I think I've been on more bulls than anybody in the in the world so far. When I looked at stats the other day, but um, give the body a little refresh there for about a month um, into May, early into June, and um, focus on the timed events. Get my money one there. Get qualified for the all around and the Linderman, and then when Reno rolls around, be fresh. And um, from Reno to september 30th we're going to be hitting that trail hard and so absolutely it's whereas in the past i've never you know i guess i full gas no brakes and yeah seems like the both the last two years i've had a minor injury in august and yeah so i'm gonna try to prioritize my body a little more and be fresh when that you know because once reno hits it's big money rodeos and it's pretty hot and heavy for dang there two and a half months and so we're gonna try something a little different and hopefully get a different result absolutely no that's great man that's great and uh just to reset here we are live uh in the nrg center at the lane frost brand booth so we apologize for the overhead speaker and all that but we're gonna just keep on plowing so josh you you in the past have talked to me about the linderman and its importance and you had just alluded to kind of breaking up your schedule and different things like that you know ev- at what point you and i've talked about a goal a long-term goal would be to make the nfr in the timed events as well from your perspective what does that look like like how because i'm trying to think like i think of how stetson goes right and he's you know bronx bulls at a rodeo and stuff like that and then for you it's like 
you got to bring your bull rope and all that stuff but then you also got to bring horse with you <laughs> and it's like so have you have you given that much thought as far as what that might look like or is that kind of a one step at a time approach no I, i've thought about it a lot of you know how i'm going to do it it's uh i actually just bought an i bought a pretty nice calf horse about a month ago and so i've been Heck me yeah. and the wife have been staying down here in texas most of the winter she's been breakaway roping a bunch and so i've been getting to rope a few more calves and uh slowly starting to I mean, I've been I've been roping for like I haven't ever stopped roping. Whenever I'm home, I'm roping calves and yeah. working towards that goal. Been I try to make the circuit finals every year, but uh, it's kind of hard to slow down and enter the calf roping right now because all the rodeos I enter are the big rodeos and the bull riding. So it's been been prioritizing the bull riding. I still got a couple more years of really prioritizing the bull riding to get the goals accomplished that I have there. But um, you know, within the next three or four years, gonna gonna shift the goal from being a world champion to just making the nfr in the bull riding and allow my focus to shift more to the calf roping and one of them ones i'm gonna have to you know i would be a veteran of the bull riding but i have to rodeo like a rookie in the calf roping and get out there and go to every rodeo i have and pay my dues a little bit enter the small stuff get my qualifications up and uh then be able to get into these big winter rodeos but it's gonna, gonna be a big learning curve but as I've progressed in my bull riding, you know, I talk about it this year. I've been to six rodeos and I've got 48,000 ones. So most of the time it takes about 100,000 to make the NFR. So I'm yeah. halfway there already going to six rodeos. And so I'll be make the calf rope in the priority and go dominate in the bull riding when I draw good and it fits in on the schedule. Heck but yeah. uh, that's with the goal to be a world champion bull rider. I'm not there yet right now because I, you know, I've done well, but. Uh, if, if I want to, you know, beat Stats and beat Sage, it's not – you're not going to be able to go to 40 rodeos because they're going to 100-plus. And so we're going to push hard to get that gold buckle. But once once I got that gold buckle, we're going to make shift the shift gears. and try to be at that NFR on both ends of the arena. Heck, yeah, man. Well, I know everyone on this podcast will be rooting for you at that. And I know that the Lane Frost brand booth is starting to fill up because I know people want your autographs. But real quick, as we're wrapping up here, uh, is there anything you'd like to say to your fans or fans of the sport or even the Lane Frost brand? Uh, just thanks thanks for the support. And uh, if you don't follow Lane Frost brand, go follow them. If you don't got, if you don't follow me, uh, most active on Instagram. I think it's Josh Frost sixteen. You'll you'll know it when you click on it. Um, <laughs> lot, lot of bull riding, lot, lot of bull riding <laughs> videos, and uh, I've been get I'm been getting more and more active on there. You really get to follow follow my journey. Um, see stuff with me and my wife uh check the wife out she's pretty active on tiktok she's got some pretty funny stuff and Heck so yeah. uh well just, and i know i know we talked about it before we started but the next time when you're on we're gonna have the wife sit down <laughs> so we will we will definitely be bringing both of y'all to the table next time <laughs> and uh josh thanks for so much for being here again man we really enjoyed it as always and again, thank you all for listening and the Lane Frost brand for sponsoring these podcasts here at Rodeo Houston and for giving us a location to do them. Make sure and go to lanefrost.com for merch and all things Lane Frost, along with all of their socials across all major platforms for more information about their products. Josh, you just alluded to it. So Josh Frost, what is it on social media? Josh yeah, Frost, Josh Frost 16. 16 on Instagram. Cool. So y'all give Josh a follow. And if y'all don't mind, follow along with us at Tough Draw and at Tough Draw Talks for more episodes of the podcast and other content in Western culture as we continue to bring you closer to the dirt. Until next time, everyone, enjoy the ride. <laughs>